Hi, and welcome to Our Hood with your hosts, Jesse and Jinx. Our goal is to create a space of belonging and a community full of love and support because every human longs and deserves a home in this life. Hello, and welcome to Our Hood with your host, Jesse. And Jinx. And today we wanted to talk about failure. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And New Year's resolutions, because they go hand in hand. Yeah. I don't know anybody that hasn't failed a New Year's resolution. Fair point. Fair point. Including this year. Like in 2021, how many people failed their New Year's resolutions? I'd say 99.9% of the population. Very true. So we're just, we're just right there. Yeah, perfect. We're not we're not we're on that, par. <laughs> we're not in that elite category of 0.1%. So first off, why yeah. don't you believe in New Year's resolutions? That's what you were saying before we started. I I I'm actually not a crazy goal person. Hmm. Um, never really like it, it it's just odd to me to write those down, like write different things down. I mean, I've done it at different points in my life, but it's never become I guess it's never been a like a motivator for me or a different thing. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, okay. like, and and I've had good success in a lot of areas of my life, but it's never really been like goal oriented type of thing. Like written goal oriented. Yeah. Do you ever do like vision boards? I've done one small one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it was probably this year, in fact, or maybe like end of last year or something. I did it with okay. uh, my wife and kids. We found a bunch of old magazines and. That, that felt more like a family activity more than it was an actual <laughs> an actual goal or true true vision board. So what do you do for your goals? How do you set your goals? Uh, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and, and okay. hope that I do well. I mean, yeah, I mean, that it, it, I guess I don't quite know how to, how to explain it. Um, I mean, I'm very, let's see, like, I am like process driven, I guess. And so even like at work, for example, like I have a book where every time like a thought comes to mind of like something I need to get done, I write it down. Um, and then I just basically check that off. So it's like, I'm not necessarily looking at like big long-term goals and setting these things, but I am kind of like process driven in that way on these like day-to-day tasks. And it seems to be working for you because, like, you hit big things. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be a mentor <laughs> to, to anyone in in not setting goals. Uh, you know, one. So I did do one kind of recently. I think it was maybe March or something. I started that book, uh, Think and Grow Rich Again. Oh, cool! And uh, it was. I was just. You know, it has like a lot of different uh, stuff in there about like you know, write this down, write, you know, different types of things. And so I did write down, at that point, I did write down a goal to earn $50 million in the next five years. Whoa. Yeah, and you know why it, I ended up really liking that one because I did then tell one of my bosses, Mike, I was like, hey, this is my goal. Yeah. Like, I I wouldn't come to you guys, like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think that this this could be a realization, right? I'm like, I know I'm not going to be getting that done by just being a CFO like that, you know, sure. Like I can work my way into shares. I can work different things, but I don't expect by essentially just having a normal job that I'm going to hit that 50 million. But what I'm going to do is bring you in a bunch of other ideas. 
you know, one of my big things that I want to do with our company is set up some kind of like wax coin, some kind of like crypto coin that's like reward coin, different things Fuck for using yeah. it. You know, so it's like these are some bigger concepts. Another one I want to do is build a um, like an internal system for us which we then are able to take out and then sell it to other people. So it's like I have these other pieces of, of this bigger pie that I like want to accomplish by, but by writing that down and then kind of, you know, it was one of those I did repeat every morning for probably, I don't know, 45, 60 days. Nice. It did bring up that initiative to tell that to Mike, right? Tell it to my boss, like, hey, I want to make this. And even I think it was a couple months after and he even referenced it maybe – a month or so ago. He's like, hey, I want to get you to that 50 million, right? So it's like, at least now it's in his head as well, right? So it's like, that is one of the things I'm glad I set and did because it did make me tell him, mm-hmm. which then it, he has that on his mind as, okay, we've, he's got these projects in mind. I've got these in, ideas in mind. Like what kind of things can can we kind of do together in that way to, to make that happen? Yeah, and him as like your boss and like the owner, he's... He's like, how do I keep this valuable like MVP around sure. in a way? And it's like, so that's probably one of the reasons it's on his mind as well as like, it's a really awesome goal. Yeah, like, and he, he's and already wanting to he's already things. wanting to move me out of what I'm doing, and that's where his key to like bringing some other people. But it's like you know there are other projects that I want to be working on external to just the books and and you know yeah. all the finances of the company, and so. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, again, I'm glad I set that. I'm glad I did that. But yeah. in general, I guess I'm not like a, I'm not a big New Year's resolutions person. So with that, the thing that I, we were both going to talk about was that we failed on was a <laughs> 75 hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely been 75 days. I know that because it was because it was like going to be 63 days at EDC. Yeah. And yeah, and then I was like, so yeah, it's it's long past. So it's definitely 75 been seventy five days. days since we both were like, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll probably figure it out. We'll do it. Let's let's, talk, let's, let's talk about do it that and failure. then talk in a week from now yeah. and see how we're how on track we are. Um, so I failed epically, no and then way. I restarted. Oh, you did five times. Wow! I have failed seventy five hard five times. Good job. Good job. See, I never restarted. I actually got I got COVID three days. It was like my, oh, yeah. my third or my fourth day into it. Um, and it's like, okay. I thought you were going to restart. I don't remember yeah. you saying you were going to so, restart. But. So I think what happened is I, I shocked my body so hard. Um, you know, I was obviously like at the gym morning, night. And within, within that third day, I was sick. And so I'm like, I was thinking in my mind, like, okay. I'll at least like eat eat healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like I just wasn't really eating the first few days. And then obviously it's like you're starting to feel better. By that point, like your hunger is out of control because now you just want to eat whatever. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that that was a failure. But I I just never jumped back on. I think part of it was a my fatigue from COVID. Like that. I mean, even though the sickness itself wasn't crazy bad. I mean, it was. I had a bad fever and and some stuff maybe for like a day and a half and I would say the primary sickness itself was like three days but man that fucking fatigue like it was at least two to three weeks before I started to feel like the same amount of energy that I would have in a day yeah Uh, I I wanted to get back to work as quick as I could thankfully my bosses were really cool they're like it's up to you like you come in when you want and so I I think I was back on like the fifth day or something and I was just ready to go but uh um yeah like I would 
three o'clock, four o'clock rolls around, I was like, I can't, I can't be here. Like, I have, I have nothing left to give. And so um, then when I thought about restarting it, I was like, man, maybe I just like shocked my system a little too hard because I, I really wore it down, right, in those first mm-hmm. few days. And so then I was like, okay, I'll ease back into it. And obviously that, <laughs> did, <laughs> that didn't really happen. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember how I failed the first time, but <laughs> the last time I failed because of Thanksgiving. Yes. That's really how hard can you not? to That's... go 75 days yeah. without a single cheat meal. Yeah, really hard. I, the last one, I made it to day 25, which was the longest Whoa. I went. On that, th- on that on fifth that, one. On that fifth try. <laughs> on that fifth try. The first four were yeah. like, I made it 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> like a week and a half. <laughs> Oh, we can have, but the thing that made me fail most the first four times was water. Yeah. I am so bad at drinking water. Yeah. And then once I was like, well, if I'm failing with drinking water, like I'll just, I'll just give myself a half gallon. And then once I started compromising, I was like, I'll just have one cheat meal. And I'm like, no, now I failed. No, it's, it's a true failure now. Okay. Uh, that's good. <laughs> um, but then the last one, I think I got. 25, 24, 25 days, and it was like right around Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, and I started to get like a cold, so I just wanted like comfort food. It was Thanksgiving anyway. Yeah. It's like I was gonna fail. Like I accepted my failure, <laughs> and I think I leaned into it a day early. <laughs> but I finally got over the hurdle of like the drinking of the water. Nice. And the working out two times a day, I finally was able to like figure that groove out. Yeah. After the fifth time. And I still, I think I'm going to start again. Nice. Just because for me, it's less about like getting to the 75 and it's more about like the practice of being uncompromising with myself. Because hmm. I think a lot of times it's easy, at least for me, to be like, ah, that's a white lie. Ah, I'll just yeah. let that little thing slide. Ah, that's a half truth. I don't need to tell them everything. Yeah. Like, um. And one of the things that I worked on the last year was like authenticity. I know I've mentioned that a few times to you and probably on this podcast. And so the 75 heart is actually just a better practice of like authentic to myself and like accountability to myself. Like, yeah. oh, I made it 10 days. No, you didn't drink enough water. Re fucking start. Yeah, yeah, again. Sure. And it sucks to see how many times I failed, <laughs> but it feels so good to know that I'm owning it. Yeah, that's great. I, I know even when I was got sick and I was like, oh, I'll still eat. I'll still eat according to my plan or less, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, oh, can I count these days? Like, I wanted to, right? I was yeah. like, I was like, and then I think once once I talked myself out of like, no, I can't count these. Like, I didn't, I wasn't able to work out at all, right? For mm-hmm. for like ten days, I was like, no, I can't count those. And and I think maybe by the time I started feeling that way, I'm like, well, fuck, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, the same thing happens to me, but the same thing yeah. also happens with New Year's resolutions. Um, like when I make New Year's resolutions, I'll be like, okay, I have a goal of like getting to this weight, saving this amount of money, like hitting these things, getting a car, whatever. And then the moment that I slip below my, like if it's like, so every 10 days I need to be at this point. Yeah. Every month I need to have at least this much in my bank account, whatever the milestone is to hit the year mark. The, the moment I drop below that milestone is the moment I immediately am like, well, fuck it. 
<laughs> like yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And then so I stop. So hard not to be. Fuck, I know. <laughs> then it's like a good like yeah. week of walling in self pity and exploding whatever that goal is like just like catastrophic. Yeah. Isn't isn't that crazy? Like it. I I've done that a lot, especially in dieting when it's like. I'm going to start on Monday and then you just kind of like eat like shit for, for like the weekend, right? You're like, well, I'm starting my diet on Monday and then you, well, you may get like a week into it and then it's done and it's like, man, you just made it worse, you know? Yeah. It's like you, we have this kind of, I don't know, like idea in our mind of this, you know, it's like oh, the fact that you knew Thanksgiving was coming up and then you maybe stopped it a day or two before, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, like, it's like our minds create this, this concept of, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's okay now. As long as I'm not doing it then, you know, which is, which is kind of like the complete backwards and opposite of what you're trying to accomplish in the diet, right? Which is, and I, I can't remember, it was some kind of podcast, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan, Aubrey Marcus or something, but they had, they made that point about, like, don't, if you're starting your diet on Monday, at least start, like, most of it now, right? Like, even if yeah. you're, even if you're going to get really aggressive with it on this Monday, at least try not to be egregious with it. <laughs> Like going into it, you know, it's like doing you nothing but hurting you. It. Yeah. Well, and like I totally agree with that also because like once you gorge yourself on food if we're, with the diet scenario, like your stomach is definitely expanded. Yeah. And so like if I'm like, oh, I'm totally, this 100% happened with Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm just going to eat like crazy for Thanksgiving and then Friday I'm going to like right yeah. back on the train. And then it was like, well, I have Friendsgiving Saturday, so like kind of back on the train Friday. <laughs> And then Sunday rolls around after gorging for two days and a half day on Friday. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting back on the bandwagon. I'm just gonna I'm gonna ease back into the seventy five hard again with like diet first, exercise second, because that has tended to help. And day one, I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. I am so hungry. Yeah. Like, why am I this hungry? And it's because I stretched out my stomach yeah. so much those days that it's like, no, now I have to ease my way into yep. eating or just go straight up and go let's intermittent fast and just yeah. like make me be That's miserable. That's always a good trigger for me too is that intermittent fast. If if I'm noticing how starving I am and different, funny enough, like you notice how starving you are, like sometimes I'll just throw that 24 hour fast in there and then it like, it breaks that what you're saying, like where you're, you're kind of bloated or your stomach's yeah. engorged, right? It's like it completely reverses that. But and, then, and that totally helps. Like the intermittent fasting is definitely like a good practice for me of like restarting stuff because rather than like gorging all day or like, oh, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. Let's do this. It's like, no, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. So I'm going to fast into that diet so that when I do eat that like healthy, amazing, like asparagus and salmon meal, it's going to taste so fucking good <laughs> that I don't even want a hamburger. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I'm thinking back to about not setting goals, but mm-hmm. one of the things I've I've done, I haven't done it as well the last three or four months, but I always did uh, like new moon and full moon resolutions, I guess. Oh, okay. Because um, with new moon, you're supposed to talk, you're supposed to write like things that you want to manifest, like new things that you want to bring into your life where the full moon is a time of release. So it's like, what are you releasing? So it's like, I'm releasing jealousy. I'm releasing uh, this, right? It's like, so So for a long, I mean, all almost all of 2020, I was doing those uh, new moon, full moon resolutions. Wow. Yeah. What That's is That's like that? a really beautiful Twice practice. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about it. And I think New Year's is such a time that you're doing both of those. It's like, okay, let's clean out all the Christmas True. stuff and like dump all this. And we've just been gluttonous for the last two months. Yeah. And fresh start. 
let's go. And it's releasing and taking up, but because it's once a year, yeah. one day, it's <laughs> very overwhelming. So I like this yeah, idea well, that, that's why you two see, separate like, days and every month. That's why the gyms are so horrible to go to for, I think it's like six weeks. Like I, I've talked to people there yeah. and it's like, about in middle of February, it like stops and it, it goes back to the same level of uh, occupancy that it was before. Usually has like two or three extra people, yeah. but like that's it. That's it. You slowly get a few people that end up lasting on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So do you are, are you are a resolutions person or you are a goal um, goal setting person? Yes and no. I like vision boards the most. That's okay. why I asked you about that one. Um, are you going to create a New Year's vision board? I haven't done one in so long, but the first the first vision board I ever did, I did my junior year of high school, hmm. and every single thing on my vision board came true, um, nice. good or bad. So, like one of the things was I wanted to go to BYU, and I wanted a half ride scholarship at hmm. minimum hmm. to BYU. And I did not have the grades or the ACT <laughs> that should have gotten me that. And somehow I got into BYU and nice. I got a half ride scholarship that lasted all three years that I went Were to school. Were you in the main school. BYU campus? Or uh-huh, BYU, oh, wow. yeah. Nice. Um, and then another resolution was actually um, I wanted to be in a relationship with a specific person. Um, that I had a crush <laughs> I've, on. I've heard that's really bad to do the. Well, that's who I ended up marrying. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I so in uh, yeah, do, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, I can't remember what book I was reading, but it was talking about. Oh, it was uh, it was that magic book by. Do you, do you know that guy? That's the. It's in episode three of that cartoon series I love, the uh, one that is all weird. Like it has the Adventure Time designer. Um, God damn is it. that the is it the Moonlight Podcast thing? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking. Uh, yeah, about. Yeah, so there's a there's a guy on I think it's episode three and he talks about magic, uh-huh. and so there's a, there's a book on magic and he's basically talking about manifesting. You know, uh-huh. it's like, and uh, he was just like, be very very careful of like manifesting specific things as opposed to manifesting like general. I mean, specific to like people. Right, yeah. because it's like you don't know if that's a good situation for you, <laughs> and clearly, clearly it was yeah, not. Clearly it was not. But like you manifested the shit out of that, and the universe is like, you think you want this? Like here it fucking yeah, is. Yeah, here you go. Good and luck. Then, like two years later, it's like here it fucking is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not and, the healthiest so, thing. Yeah, he's always just like be very careful if you're like specifying specific people and different things because you know you are like people don't realize how strong of a manifester they are. And I think most people, a lot of people's mindsets just in general are a little more negative or, mm-hmm. or something. It's like, look at, all, look at all the shit that you just, like if you're a negative person, look at all the negative shit that happens to you all the time, right? So it's like, um, we are powerful manifestors and so to manifest in such specificity can, yeah. can be troublesome. So that's one of the reasons I haven't actually done a vision board since. <laughs> um, I do love them because yeah. I put eight things on the vision board. Like I remember one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm. nine things because it, mm-hmm. it was like a tic tic-tac-toe board, yep. giant tic-tac-toe, and one in every space, and all of them came true I, within four years. I told you I created it. one a while ago. I'm going to go find it. I, I know it's somewhere, I think, in my office. Like yeah. I just created a little board and put all the little cutouts and pictures and put them in there, so I'm going to go look at it now. Yeah, let me know what you've manifested, yeah, if see. there's any yeah. specific hoodlums in yeah. your <laughs> future. Um, but then I recently did a, a vision board kind of thing with Lainey, our friend. Okay. And, um, but it was more just like, where do I want to be in 10 years? And it was just like, mm. 
putting it down onto paper as like a picture. And I do think that will come true just because it is like, it's more of like, that's where I want to be. It's not manifesting yeah. a specific job or a specific income or mm-hmm. anything like the first vision was board. It like is a more just like, beach this is where I want to be. With you on a laptop. and Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I was like a nice house and like lots of green plants cool. and living more off the grid. But why, actually, why instead of resolutions, yeah. um, when I take showers, I have a waterproof notepad in my shower, and then I write down what I want to do in the next, it's usually a week, three months, and then five months. Wow. What I want. And so like, and it's more of an accountability thing, because the shower is the place that I look the most. Like, I hardly ever look in the mirror for shit. Like, people write stuff on the mirrors, and I'm like, I don't look at the mirror very often. Yeah. At least not every morning, like yeah. everyone else does. And they're like, well, put it by your desk. I'm like, I move my desk all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't work. But the one place I'm guaranteed to be every night to decompress <laughs> is in the fucking shower in the bathtub. That's, a, that's good. That's um, really good. And so I have this waterproof notepad, hmm. and I write down the things, and then I post them. Like, they, they once you write on them, and they're wet. You can stick them to the wall of your okay. shower, and it sticks like a sticky note. Gotcha. And so then every time I get it in the shower, it doesn't wash off. No. Like, oh wow. So great. Wow. They're literally use like, like a special my, pen, or yeah, it's, oh, it's okay. a special pencil and a special oh, okay. piece of pa- type of paper. Gotcha. And the pencil and paper doesn't wash off, and then you stick the note onto the shower wall, and it stays stuck up. Never like even if I spray water straight on it, it doesn't yeah. come off. Is um, your shower just covered in these post-it notes? Now? Well, every like three months, I take them yeah. down and put up my new ones. <laughs> do new ones if yeah. I've reached them. So yeah. one of the and it's usually like what I want to be hitting. So with climbing, I started climbing in August, and I was doing five fives to five nines. Is like the grade is that a rating? Oh, yeah, okay, grade um, of like difficulty. So it goes like five eight, five nine, five ten, five eleven, five twelve, and then once you hit five ten. Then it's like five ten A B C D and gotcha. then eleven A B C D. So I was hitting five nines, could not even hold on to a five ten A. And so I wrote on my sticky note, five ten A B by the time mm. I get back from Arizona. Is that like actual nature hikes, not like climbing uh, wall or anything? That's indoor climbing. Indoor but climbing. Outdoor okay, climbing okay. has the same grade system, gotcha. but they're usually still a little bit different like gotcha. you could get on a five nine in the gym and then a five nine outside and not do the five nine outside I see. It's yeah. a little bit harder um so i like wrote five ten b and then i went to arizona and i came back and i was like oh i got a five ten b like the day before i left for arizona that was dope cool like i hit it yeah. before i even left and so i was like okay then i'm gonna write a new one right now and i was like by the 11th day of January, because that was my 75 hard ending day. <laughs> it's like by 111, I'm going to have a 510D under my belt. Like just one. Just barely finishing one. Doesn't matter how long I had to stay on the wall, just yeah. touch it. And uh, last week I hit a 510D. Wow. And I was like, Wow, this goal thing's really working that's out. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep writing, and like that's, and I've been doing that with like photography. It was like I want to photograph at least two events, and I did like three. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like paid or anything, but it's yeah. just little things to like. I put it out there. This is what I want, and it's in a short amount of time. And then by looking at it every day, it kind of like is in the back of my mind. Yeah. So it's like oh. You need to like learn Spanish. Like you said, you're gonna learn Spanish, mm. and it's like, oh, then instead of jumping on YouTube and listening to like some conservative or liberal news today, I'm just gonna jump on YouTube and listen to it all in Spanish. I'm like, 
learn a little bit nice, more. Yeah. So it's like really subtle ways. You'll have to share that link to the uh, this notepad. Even though I use this office shower here, oh yeah, is, is, I more think than it's I use my home one. Aquapad. <laughs> Aquapad. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I have an extra one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I order them in bulk. I, I mean, I like the concept of it kind of being always in your face somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the the it's showers where I do my best reminders thinking. Of it. Yeah. And like also the shower is also where I like. Um, do a lot of emotional processing. The best place to cry is in the shower so no one can see your tears, <laughs> including yourself. Including yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the notepad comes in real handy there too because it's like I'm crying or I'm having a panic attack and I can be in the shower listening to music, which is very calming because I get the sensory of the shower and the yep. water, which is grounding. I have the music as like another sensory. But then you can't write out your thoughts. And so I literally just journal on this like waterproof notepad in the shower, <laughs> my thoughts, and I stick them up on the walls uh-huh. and like going. And then after my, you know, panic attack session's over, I just like pull them <laughs> off the wall and put them in the trash. And like, cool. okay, that was, that was a good time. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. But not resolutions. No, that, I mean, that's way better process. Honestly, that's way better than what I would assume most New Year's resolutions would be for people. I think the number one reason I'm not like New Year's resolutions is what we've both kind of talked about, which is like the self-sabotaging that we do. Yeah. Because if it's a New Year's resolution, it's just too big and it's just like... They always are big, right? Huge. Yeah. You can't... It's like eat a whole wedding cake by the end of the year and it's like, (laughs) well, where do I even start and when does it get moldy and like, (laughs) do I freeze it? Do I not? Yeah. It's just insurmountable at times. Yeah, no, I love that. I want to get this aqua pad. (laughs) I'm going to send it to you. And give it a shot. Maybe people won't mind if I'm sticking them in the shower here. I'm probably the only one that uses that here. A lot of people then don't shower here. you're going to be good. Yeah. You should totally do it. That's and maybe awesome. other people will start doing it too, you know? Yep. They'll just, it will become the company vision board. That's true. Just leave the Aquabat in there for... <laughs> you could have a little, it has suction cups on it so it can stick to your wall. <laughs> I feel like this is just a marketing commercial at this point. It is, yeah. I know. You're, you're secretly like an affiliate of theirs. A hundred percent. How five, did you How did you? 5% it of all the sales you bring in. <laughs> So it went from failure use, and use, use code resolutions. Jesse May, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Use code Art. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it something linked oh, to Art. Oh, sweet! Head. I get to get in on this. Yeah, this sweet royalty yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's good. Everything's in my name right now. So yeah, that's awesome. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. So. With New Year's coming up, I mean, don't want to do New Year's resolutions. Do you have any goals in the near future you're trying to accomplish? I mean, like, like what, anything we can hold each other accountable to, like seventy-five hard and fail again. Yeah, I mean, like one of the one of the best things that came from even my failure of the seventy-five hard was like soon after getting into some kind of rhythm, right? Um, I think it was more sparked instead of by seventy-five hard. It was sparked by uh, going and playing basketball again and realizing like how out of shape I was. And I was like, okay, I have to do something about this. <laughs> like, like I, ju- I just figured I would get right back into it. It would be amazing again. Like, we used to play... NBA All-Star yeah, all the time. Yeah, we used to play like two or three hours twice a week, you know, and, and have no issues staying on the court during that time. And I was ready to die after five minutes and oh. somehow held it together for about an hour. But, you know, I think the first time we stopped after maybe 75 minutes, and I had subbed out four or five times, and I was just like whoa like this is crazy but again that sparked for me like getting set up with a nutritionist now like coming here in the morning like I'm here 
almost every morning at 7.30 doing like weightlifting or doing some kind of, you know, cardio training circuit, getting into that hot tub every morning. For me, the cold plunge, which you're going to try? Yeah, I'm going to try Buy your suit, it. awesome. Uh, we're going to try the cold plunge. You'll have to let, let me know how that, how that goes, Yeah. how it goes for you, but we're going to try that when you can report on that. <laughs> but I think just, again, like, now finally getting into a better rhythm of that, like a better rhythm of eating well, a better rhythm of working out consistently. For me, the cold plunge is instrumental. I've mentioned it multiple times on here how uh, I just sleep better. My energy throughout the day is better. Um, I used to, you know, I would sometimes take a modafinil or Adderall throughout the day just to kind of give me that, that extra push in the afternoon. I don't take that at all when I have a cold plunge that day. Wow. So I always do, like my new, my system now that I found like gives me this good energy throughout the day is starting the hot tub, cold plunge, hot tub, cold plunge, hot tub, cold plunge three times. And then the last time I get in it, I don't, uh, I don't get back into the hot tub. I just basically stand and, and dry off and shiver in the cold. And it's like <laughs> earlier when I was in it, all of my goosebumps, like over both of my arms, I stayed in the last one for four minutes it's at 46 degrees right now, which is fucking so cold. I'm really excited for you. Um, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you I should like, be. Physical pain is just something that I tend to try and avoid. It, it, it eventually goes to a numb. So that's the key is like after maybe a minute and a half, two minutes, like when your breath is finally calm and you're just still in there, like it eventually turns to a numb of your body. Okay. And then after, like they do say like once you start hitting a pain, like once it starts getting that way like it's it's past the point of benefiting you and so that's the time to get out and so for me that's like a three or four minute okay. area yeah i mean i trust you i also trust joe rogan and joe rogan is <laughs> oh like, he loves it right he loves he talks it like about crazy it time, yeah he's also one of the reasons that i um have like these little little goals the like one week three mm. months because he uh always is talking about how if you were if if in five years from now you accomplish something great and everyone was like there was like a film crew following you around, like the star of your own documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want them filming you like on your ass <laughs> watching yeah. Netflix? Or do you want them filming you like <laughs> doing something great? I don't know the exact quote, yeah. but it's like that kind of sentiment. And so like those one, one month, one week, three month goals, just those little things that I write down are like, that's how I know that if I did have a camera crew following me around at the time, like, well, they'd be they'd be getting some then, good content from one month to three months in. <laughs> I was going to say, then you even have a story. Like, how did you get this? How did you accomplish this, right? And it's like, well, you know, here's the kind of shit that I set at this timeline. And yeah. then move to, like, bigger and bigger things that I accomplished, you know? Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's it, you never can go from actually zero to 60. Like, that's one of the things when you look on Instagram or social media that always bugs me when I see... yeah. Insta influencers going from like a horrible body to a perfect body and then in like five posts and it's like, yeah, I did this in the last like two years or like a year or six months. I'm like, ah, no, yeah. that is not possible. You've yeah. had to be working on this for a long time or you got like surgery or other things versus the Instagram influencers that are like, oh yeah, it was the last five years and you can see my slow progression into this, um, which is just crazy to yeah. like think about how long yeah. it takes I have no it really patience. does yeah it <laughs> takes a lot of time and it starts with 
Maybe not New Year's resolutions. Yeah, not New Year's <laughs> Starts resolutions. Starts with the Aquapad. Starts with the Aquapad <laughs> and accepting failure. Because yeah. I feel like the more I accept failure, the more I'm like, well, I failed. So I have to own it. And it's it's not as extreme anymore. Yeah. Like each time, the, la- the last time I failed 75 hard on like the third time, it was like I failed it. And then I was like, I'm fucking binging. And then I binged for like two weeks. It's like I don't care about <laughs> yeah. I don't care about water I don't care about food I'm just gonna like overeat like I'm just gonna indulge because yeah. I've gone so long yeah like ten days without this <laughs> so I went for fourteen days with yeah. it yeah but then this last one was like within four days knowing it was Thanksgiving and then by Sunday I was like yeah nope I'm back on track like let's yeah let's nip this so sabotaging behavior something along that line like I had this discussion with Shannon uh, maybe a week ago or something but I was saying like how do you still show self-love for like the the failure times but also like really hold yourself accountable and I, you know I hate to say you have to like be disappointed in yourself or something but but you know I, I've had this mindset for a long time of this like oh you know if I fail like oh this is it was part of my journey whatever whatever you know and I'm like am I am I really serving myself well by essentially like allowing that failure um, compared to like, hey, you've really fucked up. Like, you really need to be doing this or, or doing this by saying that, like, oh, it's part of my journey, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if like I, I'm really doing a great job of holding myself accountable if I'm doing that. And I think it was my buddy Justin who said something to the extent of, he says like all th- you know all things happen for you. And so I kind of looked at it that way. If I can like look at it, okay, they happen for me. I don't necessarily. I don't want to say I don't want to love, like you know, that person or the person who made that mistake. I mean, but like, it, I don't know. It was, I'm just trying to like kind of reconcile that in my mind of, of how do you truly hold yourself accountable yeah. in the times of failure, but still like, you know, have a, have a self love for you and understanding of, of that failure. Hmm. So when I was like growing up, there was like, um, in the LDS church, there's a lot of talk about uh, sin and other things like that. And one one thing that like was also taught was like, oh, once you like, if you sin, you learn from your sin, and then you do better. Like, like you learn from your mistakes and you um, move on. And then I had this one teacher be that was like, yeah, I like that sentiment. Like, yeah. like just because you, like you shouldn't carry the shame with you once you fail. You shouldn't carry the shame with you once you've sinned. You should see it, accept it, and then be like. Well, it's part of my journey. Yeah. It's it's what's got me to where I'm going to be. Like that sin helped me grow into like being the person I am today or that failure helped me along this journey. And she was like, that's great. But what's better is that you didn't have to ever learn that lesson the True. hard way in the first place. Yeah. And I think it's a balance between like guilt or accountability and then shame and like sorrow and holding yourself down too low yeah and that balance between like yeah this yes this helped me grow but i didn't need this to Mm. help me grow and then thinking about how you could have gained that same journey without the failure yeah like had you succeeded right off the bat what lessons would you have learned instead of like had you failed what lessons you know you learned i think that's part of the accountability process, or at least something that I'll, I practice, is like when I do fail, I don't, um, like, 
muddle or like just sit in the, oh man, what could this have been? Like I could have done all these things differently, but I do sit in it for a day or a moment or two and be like, dang, I really fucked up that friendship because I did something wrong or I I lied or I definitely crossed a line. Had like that sucks. I need to learn from that and do better so I don't do that to the next friend or the next person or the next relationship. But then going back and being like, but had I not, let's just play through that scenario. Had I not fucked that up, where would this friendship be? Where would I be sitting with this person? Where yeah. would I be in five years from now? Where would I be in 10 years from now? And it's about, for me at least, seeing the tree, all the doors opening and closing. And as you move down that tree, you're choosing certain branches, whether it's a failure or a success branch. You're choosing certain branches. And I think part of, for me, the accountability is taking time to sit on that branch that I just yeah. cut off all the others and like think about and like um, self-actualize or like um, visualize what the other branch could have been had I not fucked Ooh. up. And that usually gives me new life and new breath to like not only not make that same mistake again, but try to catch those mistakes yeah. earlier on. Yeah, I think some of the biggest thing I was kind of pulling from what you're talking about is just like time, right? Like giving ourselves that time to actually think about it. Yeah. Because like you said, that shame comes up and that just becomes a shame cycle where now it's just worse and worse and worse, you know, just kind mm-hmm. of the shame vortex of, of going down, but actually like providing yourself the time, whether it's in the shower or yeah. <laughs> or where that is, that, that time to actually, again, like think about the, the mistake, but then also, like you said, think about what, what could have been, like what would have been different. Yeah. And I think too often, at least for me in my life and then like people that I've seen, it tends to be very black and white between, well, I made a mistake, so now I'm going down the shame cycle. And then you're sitting in the shame and you're wallowing in it and just spiraling down. But then you're not moving anywhere forward from it. Or you're like, yeah, I fucked up, but like we're moving forward. And there's, so it's just so black and white. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, that sucked. Moving on. Let's go. Yep. And there's no accountability because you're just like, or no reckoning with yeah. the mistake. And so then you end up in the future tripping more and more often. Or maybe you don't at all. Maybe you're like a cool kid and can't, don't, like once you made a mistake, you never make it again, even that'd if you don't great. like that'd be nice. sit on it. Yeah. But I feel like most people... If they trip once and they don't tie their shoe, take the time to like tie that shoe or take the time to notice that their shoe is untied or like take the time to learn how to double knot a shoe, you know, like whatever, then they're going to trip again in five minutes, 10 minutes. That's a great example. But like also, if you just sit down and you're like, I fucking tripped and I'm just going to cry here and sit and hold my knee and be like super embarrassed that I just tripped as a 22 year old in front of all these people, like... How, how long is it going to take you to tie your shoe? Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> so, I think that's great. Failure, shoe tying. <laughs> I have a funny story about shoes, but maybe we'll get it another time. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I hope this sound turned out all right. We tried yeah. a new podcast room since our other one was taken. There's a gym pretty close by. So, so we're on a new location, and uh, we'll see how the sound yeah, turns we'll out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. You guys Thank have a you. great night.
Thanks for listening to Our Hood. We hope this episode and others have helped you to find the community and belonging that you deserve. If you've loved being part of our community, please share this episode with your friends. You can find us on Apple and Spotify and other major platforms. Also, please follow us on Instagram at r underscore hood dot podcast. 